Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Ash and I'm joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Todd. Hello. I have Scott. Hey. And welcome Jason Patton from Fire Department Chronicles and Fire Department Coffee. Jason, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you having me on, man. Super excited to be here for the uh, third round that nobody knows that we've been <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. for mentioning that. We've uh, uh-huh. our internet connection here was just jacked right up, so uh, we, yeah. we we tried to go to somewhere where we wouldn't get interrupted. We figured there was going to be good Wi-Fi there. There was not good Wi-Fi there. So. <laughs> yeah, so let's try it again. Um, Jason's yeah. counting down. He's got the check marks on the board. Like, hey, no, three more strikes, and you're out. Yeah, you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> This is actually my first Canadian podcast, so you guys are not setting the bar very high right now. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Canada just got Wi-Fi, like, yeah, a couple exactly. months ago. So. <laughs> Pretty frigid cold outside. Yeah. Yeah, cold bears keep chewing on the wires. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, man, thanks for uh, putting up with our our shit here. Um, hopefully this is going to run a little bit smoother. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beauty, man. Well, we'll uh, try to, to get, get through the first few moments here again. Um, so, you know, I think all of our followers, um, know you from your, from all of your socials. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we, we kind of started to touch on like what got you into the service, uh, what kind of got you from that point to this point. And, uh, you know, you had a pretty good take on, um, you know, really pinpointing what got you started. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I tell you, it was, uh, like, like I said, man, I, I, pure happenstance, a mechanic guy comes up to me, says, Hey, man, you should try EMT school. We, uh, I tried out, love it. And here you got to be an EMT, a minimum of EMT to become a firefighter. And I walk into, I become a firefighter, man. I first, first part when I applied for, I actually get hired at. Not a lot of people wanted to work there because of the pay, but, uh, I just want to get hired, man, and, and loved it, dude. It's, it's been, I've been there 15 years now and it was incredible. My first shift, I walk in. There's no, you know, there, like now we have a full training class, depending on the size of the class, it's four to 12 weeks, weeks long. It's super intense. And me, I was told to show up with a white shirt and uh, blue pants and enough food for 24 hours. And I show up. I, yeah, yeah. I show up. I uh, walk in. Uh, there's there, no one training me. There's just a dude. They say, hey, that's going to be your trainer. And he walks me around. He's like, fill this bucket with ice. Uh, you're going to put trash in or take this trash out, mop these floors. And then literally walks me to, I'll never forget this, walks me to the uh, refrigerator, opens the door and points at the ketchup and says, if you touch my freaking ketchup, I'll kill you. And I was like, okay, that's, uh, like <laughs> they so. they went around rule set. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, if everyone talks shit about condiments, like everyone's like, Condiments disappear all the time, but I—that was my literal first like interaction in the fire service. It wasn't calls. It wasn't like you know brotherhood. It was touch my condiment and I will stab you to death. And that—that that, that was it. That was right. Yeah, absolutely. I worked at stations down on the lower mainland uh, in the big city, the full time medic there, and and we'd have uh, sections of the fridges for your platoons. Like you got your shit. This is where it goes. You do not yeah. touch the fridges. Every now and then, sure enough, the condiments, you know, something would go missing. Then the next uh-huh. shift would come in. We're like, all right, ketchup's at half. Who the fuck is uh-huh. you know, and, and they'd lose their mind. So, <laughs> the people would, yeah, they'd get psycho, man. Like, Lying so possessive over stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I listen, listen, hold on one second. I, uh, this is what I'm going to say about that. It is super annoying to, to go out and you buy your day, whatever it is, creamer for your coffee or ketchup or whatever. And some asshole like has a, a ketchup creamer party and like covers their nipples in it. And like somehow like it's gone. There was nothing that they've eaten that should have had ketchup on it, but somehow it's gone. I, I, I yes, I understand those people <laughs> very much. So for me, it's my coffee creamer at work now. Is that my right. stash of coffee? And then I'll, mm-hmm. I'll need, I, I like having the creamer with it, right? Sure. And mm-hmm. I get in there after a block uh, off, and it's like, I had more than this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had more than this. Who the hell's taking my creamer? Sure. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a long time's uh, come and gone, 15 years to stay on the service now. Yeah. And some, somewhere along the line, you thought, hey, you know what? Like, this is a lot of fun. I've ran some pretty sweet calls. I've done some pretty sweet things. 
Let's make fun of a service and let's post this to the internet. Uh, that's not the way it went completely, but uh, I mean, <laughs> what we, we, we could say that was. <laughs> no, I, I would love to hear your. <laughs> no, I, uh, dude, it, all of it is, is, uh, it was like a slow progression. Again, like I, I was a medic for two years before I became a firefighter and, uh, and I'm still a fire medic, but, um, you know, like the videos for the same thing, it was just, uh, we made a video, it did well, we made a few more videos, we made fun of paramedics, uh, saying that all they'd really do is bitch, and that's true, um, as a medic, I, yeah, yeah, dude, you and I, 100% it's true, uh, but, you know, and, and then it just, like, slowly morphed into this, like, craziness of, like, green screening myself into shows, because it's just absolutely ridiculous, um, and then the most recent thing, <laughs> I know, I know, shocker. Here's the crazy part though. You, uh, Google some of the things that they do on those shows regarding like, like the guy, there was one on 911 where this guy's head was stuck in a microwave. It was concreted into a microwave. And I'm like, no one would do that. And that yeah. was based on a real story. Some guy, as a prank, concreted his own head into a microwave. Right. And they had to, like, chip it out. Of course, in the show, they take a freaking, the, uh, pick of a howl again and shove it in and, like, bash it open. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy is dead. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, and, and most recently, it's become this, uh, like, real calls that I've ran, like, kind of, kind of redoing, showing what those calls, how they went. Because, I mean, dude, I, I tell you, there's there's two more that I want to do, and I and I ha and I got to get the right props for them. Um, but there's two more that I want to do that I 100% no one would ever believe it if there weren't other people on this. And one of them was a guy who called because his uh, he wanted a bottle of water out of his refrigerator, and right. that that is an absolute. And, it, and the refrigerator was in the yard. It wasn't in his house. It was in his yard. <laughs> And she's <laughs> like, yeah. I would have to around here like that. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's that's the the first thing some very seasoned paramedics told me when I joined. They said, "Keep a logbook. Write down either all your calls or just the real crazy one-offs." And at, yeah. at the time, I was like, "Oh, that's crazy. I'll remember that. I mean, cool." Well, twenty years later, it's like, no, I remember some absolutely crazy ones which we share around the campfire. But, yeah. um, yeah, it's true. You know, like you can't make this shit up. Like the stuff that we go to some of them. Mm, Dude. I you, the, the, yeah. The refrigerator one, I was talking about that at work and I was like, yeah, man, I want to do the refrigerator one. And my battalion chief was like, Dude, that's the same house we went to where the guy was pouring urine in his eyes. Cause he had a, he had pink eye. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. Like that's yeah. how many, like, just whacked ass calls I've ran, man. Like they're just they're they're all and it's nuts, you know. It's like you say, even back to like the not nine one one shows or whatever, where you're like, there's no way, like these guys need to have some sort of like technical advisor because like these calls are stupid. Like there's no way. Mm -hmm. right? And then you start thinking, you know, if I try to explain to you, like Joe Public, the <clears throat> things that we run, you know, run into you on. You know, structure fires, medical calls, MBIs, like just the random shit that you see. They're like, yeah, no way. Like you're definitely playing that up. I'm like, I wish I was. Like my yeah. life would be better off if I was making some of this stuff up. But man, people are crazy, and for some sweet reason, we get the front row seat to it. Yep. And the re, you know, the reason I made the <clears throat> the one about the guy uh, where it's like son had called. And he wanted, uh, he wanted us to take the, the dad to the hospital and, and the guy didn't want to go. I don't know if you guys saw that one, but essentially like that was, so I, I, I changed the people around, you know, to kind of make, protect people and that kind of stuff. But he, uh, that's a real story. The reason I made that was because a guy came up to me in the airport, like two days or three days prior. And he's like, bro, are people really that stupid? Do people really call 911 for stupid reasons? And I was like, yes. Uh, but sometimes you just got to remember an emergency to me or uh, you know, what's not an emergency to me may be an emergency to somebody else. So we respect people for those reasons. I said, but I've been called to people's houses and they don't want to go to the hospital. And we're like, Jesus Christ, you need to go to the hospital. Like, we're going to drag you out of this house. So, like, 
that's that's the like I wanted to show that it's not always people calling for BS. Some people just don't call, and we have to like, hey, you got to go, man. This is bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Scott just pointed. He reminded me of one. Uh, but just one call for a, a middle to older gentleman. Um, same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just I haven't been feeling good. You know, his roommate called, and it goes through everything, top to bottom, textbook call, like. Man, I can't find anything wrong. I got a hat on. Yeah, oh yeah, he's sitting sitting on the couch with his hat, right? Can't find anything wrong. Vitals are bang on. He's like not even like a failure to thrive guy. He's just like, uh, oh, it's not yeah. really I'm just kinda weak. It's really minor. Like, man. Well, all I can offer you at this point is literally a trip to the hospital if you want to go. Because I can't figure out what's happening. Okay, well let's get your shoes on. Alright. He takes his hat off, bends down to tie his shoes up, and here's a dinner plate wound on top of his head. Right down to the, uh, to the. You can see the skull. Yeah, right down to the skull. You can see the plate lines. It's just eaten all away. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> That's important. And then I realized I failed step one of uh, medic school and the whole body survey, right? Head to toe. <laughs> assessment. And I'm like, That's a pretty important piece of information. What happened there? Oh, yeah. nothing. You know, I, I hit my head on the cabinet. There's a little scab. Uh-huh. I'm picking, picking, picking. And it's like, well, I guess what, we're going to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Off we go. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that guy with the foot, man, that's, that's what it was, was the wife, it was, it was his wife, and she's like, please, like, take him, take him. And, we're, and the guy's sitting on the couch, and his feet are facing away from us. And we're like, like, man, we can't, they're like, so you want to go? He's like, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to the freaking hospital. And we're like, okay, like, we can't make him go. And she's like, please, can you just look at his foot? And we're like, all right, cool. And when we went around, he had gangrene in his foot, man. You could see the base of his heel. And we're like, oh! No, you're, you're going <laughs> right now, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, but dude, I'm telling you, that's uh, just so many like different calls that you, you come across. Like, this is insane that this is happening right now. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, you try and you try and explain as part of your like uh, healthy debriefing to your spouse or girlfriends or boyfriends or like your your core group of, of friends as well uh, of what you're seeing and what you're going through to help kind of uh, process everything. And people, they don't quite get it. you got to watch which what groups you actually share it with. Sure you do, and then yeah. there's some groups where, man, I wish I had this little magic mm-hmm. vial. I could tell my story. Like, this is what it smelled like. Yeah. <laughs> Just to share the full experience. Your smells are the worst, man. I've, uh, <laughs> I've been on calls where like, where, yeah, that's a, you walk in and you never, I'm like, I can't ever eat checkers again. Uh, why? Because my first Emmy's office, uh, we had to do an Emmy when I was in medic school. We had to go to the Emmy's office and watch an autopsy. And we're watching the autopsy. Of course, a, uh, a bunch of cops are there, uh, like cop, uh, whatever, they're police recruits. And what you just see one of the guys, like, he's knees locked out, just passes out. <laughs> Holy crap, is a. Uh, but they, uh, the guy goes, the guy goes, like, they finish his autopsy. And I mean, the Emmys are sick, bro. They're just like, they're, they're on a whole different level. Um, uh, and he, uh, he goes, I bet you wonder why it smells so bad in here. And everyone in the room's like, no, nope, we don't care. <laughs> and the guy's like, let me show you. And we're like, shit. So, <laughs> something's like, like it <laughs> oh my God, pulls this dude out. He had been in the water for like three weeks. So you can imagine what that's like. And he's like, open up. We're like, Ugh. That's it. And, and it's in my nose. It's like in my nose. And I leave there and I'm hungry and I go to eat checkers. I take one bite of the burger and all I can taste is this dude. And I'm like, <laughs> and that's it. I'll never eat checkers again. Right. So, yeah. So. I have butter chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got so Yeah, there's, there's so many stories. And everybody has to be naked. Like the bad calls have to be naked. Yeah. Like I, yep. I, you know, we roll up this, this guy sitting on the toilet and there is naked sitting there that is glory. And he escaped from the hospital and we're there to take him back on a warrant. And, and he's got this massive wound in his leg and it's sunken in like three inches. And it's literally like a hot dog bun that somebody has filled with mustard. And mm. he starts showing me and poking it. And I was like, nope, nope, nope never again. Yeah, and that's why you guys make fun of me. I don't use mustard. Was that yeah, one? It's like hypocritic, man. We have learned two things about you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't do smells. Yeah, no, that's definitely. I think 
smells. I'm not super stoked on smells, but you know certain smells. Dead guy smells. Dead guy smells. Yeah. <laughs> like you say, once uh, it's up, yeah, up, up you're not sure. Yeah, I think everybody's done that welfare check where uh, you walk up and the flies are hitting the window. You're like, the flies want out. Yeah. Yeah. They're Not over good. with what's already happened. Yeah. yeah. One in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> we should change. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just cross. Um, you, you know, you did mention that... Uh, um, you know, you started to make these videos, um, and then your battalion chief brought some information to you. So when you started all of this, was this something that you like approached the fire service? Like, Hey guys, is this cool that I like, I'm going to do this or like, was, oh, yeah. was, was there any issues there, uh, prior to starting or prior? Yeah, I actually, I actually passed around a survey to see. No, I didn't do that, bro. You don't do that. <laughs> No, I, so, uh, funny enough, I start 2015, I start making videos, we start getting some traction, the paramedic bitching one is the one that really, like, kind of showed me that there was some interest in it, and roughly four months later, five months later, uh, we are actually starting to get pay raises at this time, and I, I, mind you, I work for, at you know, I, at the time, we weren't getting pay raises, we were like coming out of uh, uh, the recession, it was really bad. Like no one was getting papers. We were threatened by our jobs all the time. And it wasn't the department. It was just a city thing. And it just, it is what it is. So uh, we're finally getting pay raises. This new chief is going to get us the pay raises, big pay raises. And uh, one, two of the guys come up to me and they go, hey, listen, um, if you screw up the money we're about to get, we will all <laughs> kill you. And I was like, Okay, I got it. Like he's like, if we see these videos come up in a city council meeting, like you're done. I was like, okay, <laughs> like we'll kill you. So I uh, I shut it down, man. I shut it down from like 2000, late 2015 to like early 2017 or 2000, late late 2016, something like that. And uh, man, it was just uh, after that, it was it was a lot of fun, dude. Uh, but it was definitely uh, it's it's been like this, like most things. Sure thing. Absolutely. Yeah, we we're definitely. I mean, it seems like like the quote our kind of people. We are uh, an ask for forgiveness kind of you know kind of group. Um, yeah. You know, with what we're, we're with what we're doing here, we're a little bit less make make fun of. But I mean, we still use the fire hall um, for all of our videos. We're shooting with the apparatus and stuff. So I mean, we we kind of did ask for the blessing, but I, I think um, we we did a few. Episodes first, yeah, and then uh, and then we went to the chief. We're like, "Do you know what a podcast is?" And he's like, "A what?" And I'm literally at the at the table downloading the podcast app for him. <laughs> he's like, "What is this?" And so then we, we put it on. We he's like, "I want to come on." We're like, "Okay." <laughs> so he came on like episode ten or something. Yeah, that's awesome. And ever since then, everything's been fine. <laughs> I think, listen, man, social media, podcasts, like the internet, it, 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 you're not getting away from it. So you kind of figure out what's the best way to control it. Podcasts are great, man. As long as you, as long as you don't say anything stupid. I've only been on, I've been on one podcast and I, uh, more, I think to this date I've done close to 70 podcasts, um, something like that. But I, I've been on one podcast where I was like, Super uncomfortable and very sick conversations these guys were having. I'm like, every one of you are getting fired. Like, like this, like this is insane. Yeah, yeah, today's podcast. Yeah, um, but uh, no, man, I, I think it's all great, dude. I think I think social media can be utilized so well. It can always be used for bad, but so can everything else in the world. You know, I mean, every literally everything can be used on both sides of the pendulum. So, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of like what we like. Why we kind of started this as well is, um, you know, there's good, there's good and bad out there. If we can help bring a little something decent out there, and you know, bring. I mean, we're we're we might think that we're funny, but we're maybe a little less comical <laughs> than others. Uh, but if we hey. can laugh at ourselves, if somebody out there can laugh at us, I mean, that yeah. that's kind of key, right? A hundred percent, dude. Everyone's everyone's comedic, bro. In some way, shape, or form. Some people don't find some. Uh, a lot of people don't find me funny. 
Uh, but uh, there's <laughs> it's what it is, man. It's uh, dude. I like my brother is one of the funniest humans I've ever met, man. And his dry humor just cracks me up, dude. He can he just got. I love dry, educated humor. Like just someone who just like plops a little piece in there and walks away. I just think that kind of stuff is so funny, man. And everybody's got a piece in this, dude. Everyone's got a piece in this game, man. And I think uh, just enjoying what everybody brings to the circle. I, I think that's what's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think you nailed it. The humor in uh, emergency services is huge. Um, yeah, and that's we use that a lot as a, as a crutch to help you know get through things and that camaraderie. You know, we mm. call it a lot of bumper talk and that black humor, the dark humor that we that we mm. all use. Um, mm. Got to pick your audience sometimes. Mm. We've all learned that. But <laughs> in house, you know, like it's awesome. And the rivalry with the police and fire and EMS, like it's it's a blast. Sure. Like yeah. some of the things we've done just with other agencies, like it's crazy. Mm. Um, yeah. But that black humor, whatever. Uh, like mm. no, never me. But you, you like, you, like it, it's part of your natural. That's how we, that's how we debrief. That's how we get through a lot of the hard times and the hard calls and the darkness of stuff, right? So it's yeah. a, a huge importance. And no, well, it, what it's, you do is awesome. I appreciate that, man. And it, listen, it's it's statistically proven that that dark humor helps. You know, it helps you process things. It removes it removes the power of situations. A lot of times, being able to take two seconds to joke about something kind of removes the. The, the stronghold that you tend to have on those memories and those thought processes, that's not the only way you should be processing things. I mean, that is, that's where you meet some really salty, screwed up dudes. Like those are the guys that only grip that way. And, you know, and alcohol as well, most likely. But, uh, no, I, listen, man, I think, uh, the, the gallows humor is so great. It's great in time. It's great in the right, like you said, the right, um, atmosphere and crowd. It's awesome. What I've told people is the the capitation story that you tell is not funny in front of people who have never seen someone decapitated before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, very true. Yeah, like we had a guy uh, commit suicide, and he literally jumped off of uh, the twenty third floor of a building right in front of our crews, and like insane like everyone's trying to figure out what the hell they just saw super traumatic like what the hell and i mean obviously we're feeling for the wife for the wife of the spouse where be like it's like oh my god so like how do you process that i don't know like it's like through therapy a bunch of other stuff one of the guys said the apartment's probably going to be 20 percent off now you know like 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 stuff like that like you just you, you figure out a way to process it man it is what it is but the only thing i could ever give people the biggest piece of advice i ever give people is if you're going to start a social media channel, whatever you do, do not take that station humor and put it on the internet because that's a great way to ruin <laughs> anything you never worked for. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's – and oh, yeah. I'm not going to share those stories. Actually, it's a couple <laughs> things pop in my head. <laughs> this is that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is a challenge with the podcast. It's generally like, you know, we're always speaking to fellow firefighters and it's just, it's so easy to start flowing and it's just that natural. Like, you know, we always say like when we do these shows, it's basically just firefighters sitting around after a call, after a shift, you know, whatever it is. And I mean, some of them you kind of have to force out there, but other ones they just, Hey, oh yeah, you know, remember this time, remember this, remember this. And it's a challenge to kind of tone that back for the masses, right? Like obviously like, our our audience here is going to be 99% firefighters, right? Like, I would say, yeah. like yours, like you're definitely catching a lot of, like, non-firefighters just because it's funny and people are like, is that real? Like, that's crazy. I can't believe that's happening. I want to yeah. see what this guy says next, right? Like, well, we're, my, my kid was like, hey, yeah. check this firefighter guy out. He's really funny. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, we're talking <laughs> in a couple weeks. He's like, really? <laughs> 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 it's obviously out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's definitely catching. I mean, obviously, I would think like like your son, like all of our kids, like watch firefighter things because of hearing and being around the service. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you're definitely you know casting a pretty wide net and um, you know catching a lot of the the non um, you know responder public. Mm. Um, but still, even you know, like I was saying with us, uh, our net's a little bit smaller. But I mean, we still watch because it's it's super super important not to like drop exactly like like you were saying there drop all of that dark dark humor out there that 
you know, complete station talk. But yeah. man, is it hard once you get that good vibe going. Everything yeah. just kind of, you know, verbal diarrhea just starts to happen. And all of a sudden you're like, ooh, I, how can I backtrack this really quickly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, again, dude, like, it, it, it has a purpose. It serves a purpose in the moments. Outside of that, it probably doesn't. Uh, there's no purpose in it, you know. That's no. And also, uh, Firefighter Fenton, the guy with the big mustache, he, uh, I, I love, I, I love one of his, uh, videos because it's so true. And he, and he, it's like, uh, guys sitting around at the station. They've, you know, they're 12 hours into their shift. They haven't run a call and they're like, man, I'm so bored. Like, I want to run a call. Like, I want to do something fun. And, uh, but then that you cut to that same guy where he's run nine calls in the last, you know, eight hours. He's like, what the hell? Get my ass beat. Like, like they, like, we're damned if we do, damned if we don't on, on both yeah. sides all the time. And it kind of goes along with that same thing. Like, we want to talk about all <laughs> the crazy, dark, humorish style calls that we've seen, uh, but we don't want to be asked about any of those calls. So it's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- wh- where's, the, where's the line there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a huge, huge point, right? That's, you know, mm-hmm. it, in-house, like just, just specifically in your department or in your station. Yeah. Um, usually guys, crews will come up and ask you about a call, but, and that feels like it's always fine and okay, but yeah, we get people from other agencies asking you, or especially even somebody who's not in our world, because mm-hmm. I mean, all of us have this mm-hmm. the classic, oh, you're a firefighter or a paramedic. What's the worst thing you've ever seen? It's like, <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. Like, so that's not a yeah. question. Cross that right <laughs> off there. It's not a question. No. Yeah. No, and I, I think it's like, I haven't been asked that too often. I've been asked it a few times in my life. Uh, but yeah, dude, I tell you, I, I, uh, I try to not answer with the worst thing I've ever seen because I think I've done it once and they're like, Oh God. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't expect that. Like, what do you, what did you expect me to? S-? This guy was riding a bicycle and he fell off and hit his balls and it was just tragic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh that's crazy. That's no. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you always got to steer those to uh, uh, a positive call where you made a difference, and then I've yeah, through that conversation that way, they, they still kind of mm-hmm. get where you're going with it, and they shut up and move yeah. On. yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned Fenton. Um, I mean, I got introduced to him um, like through some of your guys' collabs. It, is mm-hmm. he close by? Do you guys work close together, or is it just a um, just just Something that you met, like you, you and him met up online, or what was the deal there? I was, um, I was hiding in one of his uh, bedrooms one time and just waiting for him. Uh, he uh, actually, <laughs> so, he, <laughs> I was just smelling his sheets and he caught me. Uh, but <laughs> he actually, so Fenton predates me. So right. uh, Fenton, yeah, which is so funny. And I remember seeing Fenton's one of. I saw his, uh, my knee hurts now and uh, say something uh, but station two or whatever it was because station two was the absolute worst station you could get to have to go to in my department at the time. So right. no one wanted, no one wanted to go to the deuce, man. No one wanted that. So, uh, <laughs> they, uh, so, um, but he and I, he kind of reached out when I first started like uh, making videos and then just through fire department coffee, it kind of just worked out that he and I would start doing some videos together. So now at least four times a year, we, uh, we fly him out to, uh, IFSI Illinois Fire Service Institute. They're awesome. And we film some, uh, real fun, cool videos. And then he comes to FDIC with us as well. So he's a blast. But the, what I love about Fenton is that character that you see is not Fenton normally, Brent Fenton. He's uh, just super ch- chill, cool, churchy dude. Just everything's just like whatever, man. And uh, and then you get that mustache on him, and he's a raving psychopath. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it it blew my mind. I watched an interview with him um, mm. outside of the persona, and mm. I think he was like wearing glasses, and clearly yeah. the, the fake mustache is gone. You know, yeah. it's all proper and chatting. I'm like, oh, when's Fenton coming on? <laughs> this is you and uh and then he starts to elaborate about you know the character and blah 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 so uh-huh. yeah i was like holy crap that's crazy so definitely has that uh persona which i i would say you don't <laughs> like we are getting in what seems like the real use <laughs> yeah 
No, I'm the dude. I'm the same all the time. Brent Fenton. Uh, Brent Fenton looks like he tends to his garden on a daily basis, and Firefighter Fenton looks like he burns it down. So uh, he's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same no matter what, man, at all times. But uh, fun, really funny story. So uh, I put a video up today about – this is a real story about it. Uh, we pull up on a call and we see the guy running around on his cell phone yelling at people, doing all this stuff. And, and when he looks over, he sees us pull our air brake. He runs into his car and like, you know, close. And then when we get there, he's like, ah, I can't move. My legs are broken. We're like, what? What's happening with you? What's happening right now? Yeah. So <laughs> – uh, I'm going through the comments on YouTube and this, this, I don't know if it's a guy or girl, I couldn't tell what the profile was, but they said, uh, craziest thing, is, uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's, it's, um, let me see, like, it's, you'll never realize it's, or, uh, it's, it's super crazy when you wake up from a seizure and this guy is leaning over you going, Hey, everything's going to be okay. You had a seizure, you hit your head, but we're going to take care of you now and get you down to the hospital. And it was someone I ran on, dude, and they recognized me, but they couldn't respond because they had a seizure. And it's like, thank God that I am not a raging asshole. And uh, this is just, you know, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a great guy, but I'm really a raging dick. Like, that, thank God I'm not. Like, uh, I genuinely give a crap about people. So <laughs> it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, I think, was it? No, you weren't riding with us at the time, but I was thinking I was telling you about that call with the whole neck pain. They do an MVI, and uh, the driver's sitting there, and then it turns to be two people in the car. Oh, no, I was riding with you. Cause you oh, was that one, the one? Yeah, I went on a ride along with him once in, uh, in the big city there, and, uh, and we get to an accident, and he's like, hey, uh, he goes, I need you to watch the patients. I'm like, isn't that your job? He's like, no, no, I'm going to be working on them. But he goes, like, tell me if any other people start showing up. Like, yes. He goes, People are going to start showing up. These guys are on their phones. And they, all of a sudden, people start showing up, holding their neck. I'm like, that guy wasn't in the car a minute ago. So yes. I was like, no. Like, <laughs> and there, the next thing, was like eight people there. I'm like, That's, the car's like cold four people. And there's like 12 people. Whoa. <laughs> John, I'm so you know this guy? I've never seen him before in my life. He just jumped in. Good thing I asked that question. Dude, I'm so glad. You, I swear to God. So the reason I did that video yesterday was because I'm trying to figure out how to make that video. We rolled up on a car accident. It was a van. Van is packed with people, bro. Just packed with rim. Everyone's got neck pain, all this stuff. And as we're assessing, this guy pulls me aside and he's like, hey, none of those people were in that van. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, no, that accident happened. And within five minutes, people were jumping in there from other cars. I'm like, what? And like that, I was like, that, this is insane. Like, that's an actual. It is a yeah. real thing. Absolutely, yeah. it is. Yeah, people mm -hmm. have seen that. I I cannot believe it, but yeah, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had this. Uh, we had this one guy, um, and his uh, he was speaking a different language, and my partner happened to speak the same language, and he's on his phone. It was, it was an MVI again, and um, uh, my partner says to me, he's like, "Yeah, we're not putting a collar on this guy. We're not taking him to the hospital." And I, I was fairly new at the time. I was like. What do, you, what do you mean? Like, we haven't even hardly done our assessment yet. It's like, no, he's literally talking to his friend and he's telling him to start telling the medics that you have neck pain, hold your neck, do this, do that. Oh, and he's like, and he's arguing with him. He's like, but I don't have any neck pain. No, no, you have to. And then go to the hospital and say you have neck pain, you'll get paid out. And oh. So my partner calls him on it and he goes, Oh, okay. No, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. God, that's telling you. That's the same thing here. But we had a, a law for a while where it's like if you got in a car accident, you got a minimum of ten thousand dollars, and everybody, mm. everybody took advantage of it. So they yeah. they think I, they got rid of that, and um, it's been a little bit better ever since. So yeah, minivans are a bit less packed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, nice. One, I've got one question for you. Um, with uh, the fire department coffee. So I know, like, when I first started watching it, it was, it was just a lot of the, the Fire Department Chronicles, and then the Fire Department Coffee came into play. Um, how did you get involved with that? That was, uh, I made a video about uh, coffee stopping us from murdering each other because we were sticking 30 of five of us or so into a station because a hurricane was coming. And uh, my buddy Luke Schneider, CEO of Fire Department Coffee, he saw it. He uh, Reached out to me, said, "Hey man, let's do some work together." And I said, "Yeah, let's try it out, dude." And and it was uh, it, it was it's been awesome ever since. Now I'm a part owner, vice president, and um, you know it, it's been a, a very very cool adventure. I love it. 
We uh, veteran-owned business, uh, portion of our proceeds go back to helping sick and injured first responders. And, you know, it, it's uh, just in general just been a very, very, very cool adventure so far. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's uh, – I know looking a little bit at kind of your um, uh, previous interviews with other people and mm-hmm. uh, then with the history with some of the fire department coffee and, and seeing that you guys are giving so much back to first responders mm-hmm. and, and veterans is – is awesome. And that's very near to that's our true. heart as well um, with uh, kind of what we do and some of the guests we've brought on, just learning more of the resources that are out there for people. It's finally growing because mm-hmm. our services for the longest time didn't have a lot of supports, whether it's even just like a uh, sick or injured family member. You, yeah. you travel across the province to go to this specialized hospital or children's hospital. Mm-hmm. There's no place to stay. You're paying out of your pocket for weeks mm-hmm. and months at a time. And so now we have up here called Honor House. And uh, it's a veteran base and for all first responders. And you can stay there for free as well. And it's, it's That's a awesome. ton of support. Really mm-hmm. good to see. And they've actually built That's a ranch cool. now. It's like a 100 acre ranch. It's like beautiful. Wow. And people can go up there, um, spend the week, and like, they have horses and like, different. Um, yeah, they do it for like uh, kind of like PTSD um, retreats, and but also like programs as well for spouses and family mm-hmm. um, and the whole. Um, that's cool process of, of healing right yeah yeah that's so cool yeah it's really awesome to see right like if you look back not that many years ago um and kind of what the stigma of like all of that and you know you just had to pack it in and that was like that was kind of the end of it rub some dirt on it yeah exactly <laughs> you had to just go rub some oil and dirt on it uh where we're now you know we have you know old guys like yourself that's you know giving back and Places like Honor House and the Honor Ranch, and I mean, it blows my mind. Kind of not the rapid change because it took forever to get there, I think, but like in a short period of time now, uh, it is much more you know common, much more celebrated to speak about. Oh yeah, um, and that's like very, very important to us. And oh, yeah. you know, one of the things that we try to use our platform as as much as we we can to kind of get that that word out there because. It, it still yeah. isn't on the forefront. I mean, there, there's still people, there's still a lot of people in our service that, um, you know, still think the old school way. Um, but there's so many, like, you know, younger, newer people coming, and we're not exactly younger or newer. But uh, if we can kind of be that 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 bridge, I think it's super super important. Yeah. No, I agree. Listen, uh, mental health in general, regarding how quickly it was picked up into the service, I believe has been one of the fastest things I've seen. Uh, cancer prevention probably just behind it. So, or at least yeah. Yeah, I'm through like clean gear and everything. But uh, yeah, man, listen, it, it is important. It, you just you can't fight facts. You got to talk about the things that go around that like move around in your dome. And I think the number one issue that I've ever seen with all of this is people think that once you start talking, like you never stop or like it never like, now you're just a you're you're hugging trees all day long, and you know you can't like go do fun. Like that's not the way it works, bro. Like yeah. uh, just talking. The the like long story short, when you're born and you're a kid, if you have children, you you watch the way that they behave. They as they grow up, they want to express their feelings. If they're hurt, they want to tell you. If they're sad, they want to tell you. If they're happy, they want to tell you. Like these are all normal things because all of those processes in their brains are normal things that people want to express but as you get older society says eh, eh, can't do that you know you got to keep it together keep, you know push it down well that's what happens and then eventually you don't think expressing feelings is a normal thing when reality is if the rookie comes on and sees a dead person and goes holy shit that was not normal and you go yeah you're right that was not normal but that it's okay to say stuff like that. And they're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. And then they're set up for like a better path versus like, yeah, it's the way it is, man. You see a lot of dead people. I've seen so many dead people. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Do I turn out like you? I'm You're good, a full shot from day one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, just, just kind of on the tailboard of that question, um, is there anything like with your history in EMS and your specific service now with the fire department? Um, is there anything that you've kind of seen that made like really positive changes in your department or service or um, anything that still needs to get better? No, honestly, my department has been incredible. The progression has been amazing. Uh, you know, what I've learned, and I think every department should look at this uh, two things. One, 
if 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 the department is static and there's the same constant change or constant issues over and over and over again, it's probably time for new leadership. And I don't just mean a new chief. You could have an amazing chief with shitty people below him uh, or her. You know, it, it's time to change up the atmosphere, and it may mean you need to get a little tougher or uh, you know a little more lenient because uh, sometimes that's what a, that's what a department needs. But what I've truly learned, this is this is something I, I try to like elicit in my own life, is people will die for a good leader. They will murder other humans for a good leader. Someone who knows, like expresses, what can I do to help you? And my my first chief that really showed me that was this guy, Chief Duran. The guy was incredible. And he literally came around to every per, every firefighter, and obviously a huge department, you can't do that, but he came around to every firefighter and he was like, hey, what can I do to make this department better? I'm not going to promise you I'm going to do it all. I'm not. But what can I do? You tell me. And he goes, we're going to get you new uniforms. Everyone's going to dress the same. We're going to get you more money. We're going to get you better trucks. I'm going to fight for you, but you got to show me that you want it. So dress better, act better. If you if do good things in public, like make me look good, I'll get you what you need. And buddy, did he deliver, man. And when that guy left and the new chief came in, he followed us. And Chief Curtis, the guy's name, that's my chief. Chief Curtis, uh, the greatest chief we've ever had. The guy's amazing. He's just so good. And they all follow the same thing. And I'll tell you right now, we got to stab somebody. I'm not going to do it, but we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's, that's that's so true with a lot of departments. You know, like both of our departments, um, uh, we've all had situations and leaders like that and the personnel as well and other firefighters. And uh, as time evolves and change occurs, um, it can get some really great positive um, changes, but then there's sometimes yeah. there's still people that are stuck in the past, uh, and they they'll come and go. Um, especially we find it in like our smaller paid on call departments. Um, it it's hard to make change. It takes a long time yeah. for that progression for change. But I think mm-hmm. both of us in our areas like we're progressing very nicely now. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah. I tell you what I've learned is that trying to lead through fear is useless. You can't yeah, lead yeah. through fear. Like mm-hmm. you can try and you'll get some movement. You will. Uh, but the people are going to become disgruntled. They're going to figure out a way to undercut you. They're like, that's just the way it's going to go. So you can lead through fear all you want, but that's why like military leaders tend to do so well because they will lead through fear. At least the guys that are like down about the they'll lead through fear. Like, you better do this, but they'll tell you, like, I'm going to be in the trenches with you. Like, whatever we got to do, I'll be there with you. And that's, and that's why a lot of times with, with us, man, it was like the guy's like, Hey, listen, you show me you want it. I'll make it happen. And, and I'm here for you. Like, what can I do to help you? And that, that's what's been incredible. Yeah. And I think that's like, we follow a lot of that now as well. Like, um, we're big advocates and, and really follow, um, the Jocker, Jocko leadership style with extreme yeah. ownership and stuff. And, um, you know, being, uh, being officers ourselves now, like I've really tried to make that change, um, in my lifestyle and, um, you know, looking back, absolutely I was doing it wrong, you know, in the beginning, but now, you know, you just keep growing and growing and learning that ownership. And uh, like you said, like, yeah, it's going to be shit, but I'm going to be right there beside you. We're going to do it together and then we'll push through. And it's, uh, I I watched him speak recently. It was awesome. It was very cool. Yeah. We did a road trip down to uh, Seattle. And, just, uh, just before the pandemic. Yeah. 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 yeah it was awesome to see. Yeah, that might have actually been the event that started the pandemic. It was just before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we were probably yeah. picking up patient zeros, bringing it back to uh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that leadership capital, like, that's, I think that's what John always referred to it as. Mm-hmm. It's like that bank account, right? And, uh, like, I see it at law, in law enforcement because, like you said, you, you can get people to do things. But eventually, they they won't do them anymore. And uh, yeah, uh, bro, so and you I can build that like, leadership capital, that bank account up, and, and spend oh it, but then reload it. Like yeah, later, you can get things done, dude. I'm telling you, man. I I just I just learned that just through time, and just like if people truly believe that you give a shit about them, then they will give a shit about you. Like mm-hmm. they'll care about impressing you and making sure that you are good because it's always gonna go both ways, and that is. You know, it's not leading through fear. It's it's like leading through. I can't think of the word right now, but um, you just just almost just the relationship, dude. It's just all about the relationship. 
hey man, respect the, the a mutual respect between the two. And I'm telling you that there's there's nothing that will create a stronger bond and a, and a better employee or employer. Absolutely. Like I think people get like they always talk about the military, and I think they get military movies confused yeah. with real life military. Yeah. Like they yeah. confuse like Full Metal Jacket. Like that's how you lead. You yell and scream. Yeah. And first of all, that's boot camp. So yeah, they're they're breaking them down to build them back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but once you're actually in the military. I haven't been in the military, but from what I understand, it's it's more like, hey, we're in this together, like you said, we're in the trenches together. Yeah. Um, you know, well, my also, idea sucks. Something else. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You, you got to create. You got to create the baseline. Like, hey, yeah. hey dirtbag. Like when I tell you, you got to do something, you got to do. That's what I liked about the fire service. Like, hey, 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 listen. When we're in the station, we can talk. Because I have a lot of captains like that. We can talk all we want. Like, why'd you do that? Because I did this. Oh, that's cool. Blah, 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 blah. But when I'm on a fire scene and I'm like, don't spray that with water. You're like, why? Why can't I spray that with water right now? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, everyone's dead. There was magnesium in there. And thanks for that. Uh, so, yeah, man. I, I, I tell you. But that, that goes it goes along with that, bro. I've met some people that are. They totally leap through fear, but they're the biggest morons I've ever met in my life. I'm like you, you don't know what you're saying. Like zero clue, but you just want me to listen to you. So the fact um, that they have, right? They're just leaning yes. on that fear, and like it doesn't matter. Like you know, look at these bars. I'm just gonna yell at you, um, and you have to do what I say. And like you have to respect me. Like if you tell somebody that they have to respect you, they will never respect you. No, never. <laughs> you know, like Absolutely. you know, respect is earned. It just naturally right. happens. Um, and it's up to you. Like you as the leader needs to get out there, work with them, show them, lead them, teach them, um, and be a mentor. Even if like, I've got firefighters that are better firefighters than me and that's okay. You know, and like tell them like, man, you are better. We've actually got a rookie. He's a bit more than a rookie now, but like I, I, I went up to him after one of our, our more recent structure fires and I said, man, you are, you are on your way to being a far superior firefighter than me. And I will be upset if I'm not here to see it when it happens. And he's only yeah. been on for a year. Like he is phenomenal. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and like now this uh, relationship that, you know, we have together, it's great. Um, and like he's, he's young. He's going to go off to uh, fire school and he will likely mm-hmm. be a paid, paid firefighter someday. And I, I <clears> wish not, you know, nothing but the best for him. But, um, yeah. if, if you can't build that relationship up, you know, these guys and gals are never going to follow you. So, um, yeah, it's really, really important to, you know, lead from the front, lead from the back, lead everywhere. Like be there with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, got, uh, just another kind of question as we start kind of wrapping up. Um, would you have any suggestions or, uh, advice for any new recruits, new firefighters or EMS or even like, um, uh, the seasoned salty veteran to keep them more engaged or re-engaged. Honestly, oh, you guys cut out for a second. I was like, oh, was that it? That was it. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I think, I think the, uh, it's always the same kind of advice that kind of comes to my, my mind. The, the new guys that are coming in, uh, new guys and girls that are coming in, you know, keep your, try to learn as much as possible, get it as big, as large of an education as you possibly can coming into the service, you know, whether it, it is medical or, or fire or taking driver courses or special ops, you know, that kind of stuff. Understand that once you get hired, those, those protocols and, and ways of doing things may change because the department wants you to do it a certain way. That's fine. But learn as much as you possibly can. Keep your, keep your, um, your driving record clean. Keep your record clean. No speeding tickets, stuff like that. I don't know how competitive it is up where you guys are at, but when, uh, if they're looking at 150 applicants or sometimes 5,000 applicants, yeah. you know, it may come down to who doesn't have a, a speeding ticket on the driver's license, you know, like it may yeah. be something as petty as that. So keep it clean and then keep your social media clean. Like that is massive to me. I, and I know that's like, uh, uh, Jason, that seems a little hypocritical. Uh, but I, when, <laughs> when I say, when I see social media, I mean, Keep it free of uh, race, religion, politics. Like, just stay yeah. away from that stuff, man. Because I don't care what you believe or want or what you think is right or wrong. You may have a very liberal or Republican chief and or conservative chief, and 
they may not like what you've been posting and they may not hire you for that reason. So just, just keep it clean, man. Once you get hired on probation, do whatever the hell you want. You know, you're not Scott Freak, so get fired. Uh, but do that. So, and then, uh, you know, for, for the guys that have been on for a while, even the salty dudes, you know, I mean, I, I'd be remiss to say that I have all the answers for guys that have more time on than I do. But what I can say is that I found happiness through find, through finding variety in my life. Like I, I, I try not to stick to the same things all the time. Besides the essentials of like, you know, I poop three times a day. Uh, you know, I do other things. Uh, so I, you know, like I work out. I try to get some kind of fitness routine and I try to eat like a human and I, and I try not to drink very, uh, very often. So, but I mean, th- those are like the basics of life. But dude, I found routines that are uh, different like hobbies. I started working out. I did a uh, Olympic lifting. I made it to a national level Olympic lifter. That was a blast, dude. I had so much fun like reaching that goal. It was such a cool thing. And, Find do, do do golf like go find things outside of the fire service and if you're miserable at work if you can't like you just can't get it together reassess your work man are you with the wrong crews are the crews that you with are they toxic are you like if you've fallen into that crap you didn't want to fall into maybe it's time to switch stations or switch you know whatever your assignment is so sometimes just switching things up slightly can truly change your life absolutely yeah hundred percent yeah I know in the past I've had to switch I've switched platoons. Cause I found the mm-hmm. same thing. It was just a, a negative platoon. And, you know, I was, I, I was fairly new in the service still. And I was like, man, like these other guys sound like they're having a blast. They're meeting for coffee every shift. They're going out for yeah. uh, night dinners every shift. So switch yeah. it up, get an amazing mm-hmm. partner on car. And uh, boom, it, it was amazing. And that's where I yeah. saved the majority of my career. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 That's Anything uh, from, from you, Scott, before we wrap? How do you uh, team up with Stipe? How do you run into him? Uh, that, that, that was, one of the yeah, no, he, uh, that was the same thing. Like, it was just happenstance. We created a video out in California. It was our biggest flop we've ever created. So bad. Uh, but we did it and <laughs> it exists. And, um, we, uh, their, his manager happened to see it and he liked our product. He liked, uh, uh, you know, our company and everything. So, we ended up partnering together, and Stipe is by far one of the most down-to-earth humans I've ever met in my life. Uh, I went there to drop off the coffee and say hi to him before the day before shooting, and I ended up sitting there BSing with him for an hour and a half. And uh, the guy is huge. He's like probably 6'6 six, six or 6'5, six, something like that. Just massive. I'm a big dude, and he made me feel very small. And uh just genuinely a very, very nice guy, man. So yeah, we, we hooked up, dude, and it's it's been uh I, I talked to him the other day because he's I know he's gonna be fighting soon. So just yeah. uh genuinely good dude. Very good dude. Nice. Awesome. Um, one thing I noticed in a bunch of your videos now, like you're like you definitely got the the regular crew. Uh, do you work with most of those guys or like are they right in your firehouse? Not one of them. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Were you talking about the Chronicles videos? That's me, bro. I'm, no, I'm no. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys look the same. This is insane, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I uh, – yeah, those are – dude, no. That's Fire Department Coffee people. Uh, you know, Fenton's in Arizona. Uh, Randy and Natalie, they're up at Rockford Fire in Illinois. And then – just rant. We uh, brought a guy in recently, uh, Lance Fire Fireman Lance. He's on TikTok and Instagram and everything. He, he, we brought him in from uh, Texas, I believe. So uh, <clears throat> yeah, we're, uh, we just bring people all together, go to the IFSI. So it's fun. Nice. How do you, curious? How do you find those guys? Do you kind of notice them and reach out to them, or are they reaching out to you? Uh, Natalie and, and Randy have worked for, with Fire Department Coffee for five, six years now, you know, okay. they, they, they've been with us for a while. Randy and Natalie worked with Luke Schneider. He was, uh, he's retired now, but he worked for Rockford Fire as well. So that's how we met them. And then, uh, no, uh, you know, like I said, Fenton and I just BSing over the internet, the fireman Lance, we found him just kind of going through the internet. He makes some entertaining stuff. So we picked him up and, uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, just, it's, a. a I was gonna say goblin of stuff. That's not a. That's not the way you use that word. Uh, it's, just, it's a bunch of bunch of crap. We just bring a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I for one have to say I absolutely love your videos. 
They Thank you, man. absolutely crack me up. <laughs> they're Appreciate they're it, so man. good and they're realistic. Uh, like your your um, chronicle videos and then the coffee videos is. It looks like you guys don't stop laughing the entire time. I bet you for all the, the outtakes and making them. It looks like you have a ton yeah. of fun. It's a blast. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, um, I can't imagine that our listeners don't know how to find you. But for the odd person that might might not, do you want to tell uh, the last person out there uh, how to find you, uh, how to find uh, Fire Department uh, Coffee, and anything yes. else uh, that uh, you want to say at the end here? I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, Fire Department Chronicles and Coffee. We are on uh, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, all the fun stuff. Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you check us. Uh, check us out there. And then, if you want to order the coffee, it's uh, FireDepartmentCoffee.com. Check it out. And uh, if you FR fifteen, you get fifteen percent off your order. So beautiful, awesome. Well, man, thanks a lot for coming on here. This has been an absolute blast, a bit of a rocket start, but I, th- I think everything kind of came back around as we got uh, situated back in the basement here. So, uh, you know, Jason, again, th- thanks a lot for coming on. This has been great. Um, yeah. Cheers, bud. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Thanks, thanks guys. again. Thank you. And scene. Beautiful, Great. man. Uh, yeah, awesome. that definitely came together. <laughs> so <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks no for uh, sticking out the uh, the beginning rough roughness with us. <laughs> yeah, like Scott was saying, you know, we're sitting here like like we've got two hundred and thirty whatever episodes out, and <laughs> never never had had an issue. And uh, like I was texting with with my wife, and like every one of these uh, episodes that we do, like it's so casual, like I'm never concerned about it. And I was like, <laughs> like I just got this feeling, like it, I'm not nervous, but like man, I just want it to go well, right? And it shits the bed immediately. Man. All right, boys. I'm gonna go to bed. It's almost midnight here, so yeah. Thanks for staying up so late. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Yeah. Cheers. Okay, guys. Again, big, big thanks to Jason for coming on here. I mean, that was a blast. It was great to have him on. You know, really cool to you know have a chance to chat with somebody like Jason. You know, we were saying just prior to you uh, coming back back on camera, Scott, Scott was saying that, uh, you know, it, it's neat that, you know, we are on polar ends of... Pretty like, much exactly, like opposite yeah. like in North America. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yeah, and, uh, the calls are the same, like Medway, uh, yeah. big city, small town. Um, I mean, we, the, like the, the foot, the foot thing he was talking about. Yeah, uh, and Todd's head thing. Basically, <laughs> it, again, just the opposite part of the body, but it's the yeah. same thing. The guy didn't want to go to the hospital, even though he's mm. well. Sick. We are the foot. Yeah. Oh, we are the head. They are the there foot. We go. So, same, so same, it, same it's just all the same. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, it's just fire service. It's just the way things are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so anytime that you think that you're going through something crazy, so is everybody else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. one way or another. So. <laughs> yeah. Again, it just speaks to the brotherhood of the of the fire service, no matter where we are. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, Ash, it's. It's the same, same, right? Um, so yeah, reach out. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Have that, have that, find some of that humor when it's, uh, appropriate and, uh, yeah, yeah, not in alone. And the other thing is like, um, when you're talking about social media, you just, you could, you could not touch it or mm-hmm. you can embrace it. Yeah. And, uh, I think we've all embraced it. Yeah. Um, I know we had this discussion a few years ago with our crew. Um, they didn't want to talk, they didn't want anything posted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And our side of the fence was if we post stuff on Facebook and we do it um, as a crew, then we know what's going to be what's going to be correct. Like to yeah, we always say like we're controlling the the information that gets out there. Yeah, so, um, and you know we've had comments from our city council and stuff. That's, mm-hmm. Like they really appreciate the fact we yeah. we post because mm-hmm. um, especially in the big fires, we keep everybody up to date and all that right. sort of thing. So mm-hmm. so yeah, you, you, there's just two sides of the, the fence. You could yeah. You could, you hate it and not and not use it. Yeah. Um, but I think you're like today's society you're, and it's technology. You're, you're gonna fall behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody's gonna post it for you. Yeah. So you might as well post it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, let's uh, roll in some of our shoutouts here, guys. Um, let's chat about uh, Modus. Come. Yeah, Modus. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. they've been with us for a long time here, and we've been a huge supporter of them. Um, so yeah, of course the uh, the Snagger tool is the claim to fame. Um, they make a whole variety of, of kit, wedges, uh, large, heavy hitter wedges, uh, some soft entry tools, some bags, some kits with it. Um, 
a variety of wrenches uh, and some new products that they're, they're trialing. They've been sharing with us as well. Um, big supporter of their equipment. It, it works. It's fun. Um, they're, they're a great company. And uh, any of their product, of course, is use DTFF5 for 5% off your order. Absolutely. Uh, Scott? Manscaped. Um, Manscaped. Um, Manscaped. Manscaped. Manscaped, yeah. Like, because you manscape mm-hmm. yourself, but it's Manscaped, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, What's yeah. done has been Manscaped. It's been Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they got the uh, lawnmower, lawnmower 4.0, mm-hmm. um, the Weed Whacker, mm-hmm. which they're making a new model, the 2.0? Yeah, there's yeah. a 2.0. We have that coming. We can't wait to review and give you guys the info on that. Yeah. Um, so, as we say, it's, it's very important to... To, to keep it clean out there and, and basically anywhere, especially in the fire service. Um, we were just talking about how um, the two things that uh, Jason seen and we've seen um, is, is the PTSD side of uh, like mm-hmm. it's opened up more now that we can talk about it and the uh, cancer. Correct. And I'm just looking at our board here in the, uh, in a room. It, it used to be, I didn't know it was on that board years ago, but now you look at it, it's like there's, there's, um, there's basically PTSD stuff and there's uh, cancer prevention stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, part of that is is keeping everything clean. So landscape. Um, they also have the, the new wipes. That, that yeah, crop mop. The crop yeah. mop. Uh, and body sprays and et cetera. So not just keeping it clean, keeping it fresh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, ETFF 20 gets you 20% off and free shipping. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, stop the bleed. Yeah, stop the bleed dot org or dot CA. Uh, of course, we talk about uh, major hemorrhage control is number one preventable uh, uh, cause of death after trauma. Uh, so, yeah, stop that bleed. Three ma- major methods. Um, tourniquet application, direct pressure, and wound packing. Make sure you have a good tourniquet. High quality one. Make sure it's out of the wrap or you owe Dr. Nick Sparrow a beer. Um, and ironically, I just did a uh, very modified course. We talked about it the, the other week about it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's current. And, you know, some of the people I was teaching – They've never really been exposed to it, um, and so they they really enjoyed it. So uh, make it fun, learn it, check it out, go online. Yeah, stop the bleed. Perfect. Um, and Tanner Olson Band, Scott. Tanner Olson Band, uh, country music out of the west coast of Canada. Check them on Spotify. They're on. They're not. They're on an official tour, but they're they're moving around all over mm-hmm. BC, Western Canada. Yeah, a little bit. Of, I don't know if they're doing American stuff yet, but um, yeah. Nice. Uh, I guess, uh, Todd, you were talking about uh, Dr. Nick, so uh, why don't you tell us about uh, ATAC and ATAC? Yeah, so uh, go to the uh, ATAC group, uh, A-T-A-C-C, uh, and on there, you get the Center for Anesthesia, Trauma, and Casual Care. Uh, you can find the RTAP. Easy to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the Rescue Trauma and Casualty Care course, which was um, a phenomenal course that's, uh, mm-hmm. that's offered. Um, they are producing a uh, online component of the RTAC uh, since COVID and everything else. And I'm trying to figure that out. So Dr. Nick is working on that platform. Uh, fabulous course, very high fidelity SIMS, uh, very, very effective. Uh, they really focus on the, on the high priority uh, ticket items, I guess, in, in mm-hmm. yeah. all scene management stuff. Yep. Um, but one of the most fun courses I've, I've attended that, well, all of us we've attended, but um, yeah, so check them out online and um, see if there's a link there to get a hold of Dr. Nick Sparrow, see if it's something that you are interested in taking. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, also on that, uh, these two put up uh, on our YouTube a uh, full-length uh, demo course on the Stop the Bleed. Um, so check that out. Um, they brought in a lot of those high-fidelity high like sims uh, showing uh, and, you know, trying to keep people engaged yeah. so uh hop on our youtube check check that out also we've been sitting here tonight sipping on uh wolf tree coffee uh we've been working with them uh there's going to be a special blend uh coming out that uh, we are going to collaborate with them uh so watch for that it'll likely uh be debuted to the public at our spring seminar uh which we have coming up uh early may may five six and seven uh, all over fire department hosting the annual spring seminar um, named fire palooza uh, just posted our video today we just uh, put up our video today if you see it uh, it's gonna be i don't know if it's on our our dtff yeah we're gonna get up there tonight so it'll be there by the time you listen to this um to give a bit of context if you don't recognize it or if you wonder why maybe you recognize it a bit uh it's modeled after the trailer for uh endgame 
Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we, we actually created it before the pandemic. That's right. Um, so when Endgame, uh, Avengers Endgame first came out, um, you know, we like to do these trailers, uh, these movie, the last one we did was on a video game. Yeah. On Call of Duty. The new Call of Duty. Um, so, uh, we, we kind of modeled it after that. Um, it's actually kind of funny now that it's a few years later. Um, we posted on some of our other social media and, uh, a couple people messaged me back. It's like, why, why are you so serious in that video? You guys were just like trying to be funny and stuff. I'm yeah. Like, no, I'm like, it's, it's based on a, on this. And then right. as soon as I, as soon as I posted what it was based on, everyone's like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. It's, we try to keep it kind of within the, that's right. Within that realm of, yeah. So that would have been very, very relevant and current back in 2018 mm-hmm. when we shot it. Yeah. Um, it's funny. It still kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, like the opening line is, it feels like it's been a thousand years, <laughs> but it's only been two, two years since we should have released it. <laughs> yeah. But also two years of pandemic. And yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely still, still fits. So. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, lastly, you have us. Um, you know, you can find us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter. Uh, I don't think we're on LinkedIn. <laughs> so that's the one spot that you can miss us. Uh, reach out, give us a like, share, subscribe, toss us a comment. Um, we've got a fabulous crew looking after our social media now, um, helping us out. We are also still on there. And anytime that there's a message, um, they make sure to reach out and let us know. Yeah. So they'll probably start to field it, but you'll eventually get in touch with us as well. Um, and we definitely appreciate that. So continue to do that. Um, you know, if you're in the market for any of the brands that we uh, just mentioned, definitely give them some support because they've been kind enough to support us. So, yeah. Any more, gentlemen? No, that's it. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Great. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe. Stay DTFF. Woo!